Well, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, whatever time of the day it is that you're listening to this program. Welcome to Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff as we head into the Tampa Bay game here on Monday night. Here's the preview show that I uh, promised you would be happening. What I didn't promise you, because I wasn't sure this was going to work out, is I have special guest Matt returning to the program. And so we're glad to have him back. You may recall, for those of you who listened to a couple, few podcasts ago before the season started, uh, we did a, uh, a prediction show like we normally do. And unfortunately, it didn't take. So I had to kind of do a follow-up podcast, and I kind of just ran through what our predictions were without mapping on it because we didn't have time to redo the show as we normally would. So we're going to keep our fingers crossed. We got Matt back on here. We're going to quickly... When I say quickly, we're going to spend maybe the first 15 minutes of this podcast just to kind of run through the predictions. We'll be able to get Matt's actual feedback, or it's just me having to remember what he said. And uh, so without any further ado, without wasting any more time, first of all, thank you for tuning in, as always, to Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. Matt, welcome back to the program. Always good to be back. Thanks for having me on. Uh, you know, we're a couple weeks into the season, but... Uh... You know, things are starting to flesh out a little bit. We're starting to find out what teams are made of and which teams are head towards the bottom and which teams have a chance to go to the top, So, uh, including our Eagles. So, yeah, to be talking with you here today. Yeah, appreciate you coming on. And we're going to, like I said, we're going to take this, we're going to go through pretty quick here, kind of rapid fire just to kind of get through it. And then we're going to obviously uh, talk about the and preview. The It's going to be great to have you on here because I usually don't have uh, a guest to preview unless we're playing that actual team. So it's great to have you on here so we can both talk uh, what our thoughts are on the upcoming Tampa Bay Monday night game uh, between two unbeaten teams. So, all right, let's get into predictions. What I'm going to do, Matt, is uh, we're going to go through both of our picks for three games, and then uh, I'll just ask you to you know to make any comments on them. That's one way we can kind of quickly go through this. Uh, so without any further ado, a couple, again, you just mentioned a couple of games have already been played because we made these predictions prior to the season starting, obviously. So uh, with that being said, uh, the first round here will be even faster than normal because we're actually on the Eagles-Buccaneers game. The previous two games, obviously, Eagles-Patriots, Vikings-Eagles. Both of us had the Eagles winning both of those games. The Eagles did win both of those games. Um, We'll just skip over those two because those games already happened. So obviously the third game is Eagles-Buccaneers. Uh, which obviously we're going to preview here in a minute, so we can even skip over that one for now because we're going to talk about that one. But we do, I'll just give a little preview of that one. We both do have the Eagles winning this game. All right, so um, we're going to go right to the second grouping here. Commanders-Eagles, both of us with a win. Eagles-Rams, both of us with a win. Eagles-Jets, you with their first loss of the season. Now, of course, I'm sure you, you know, you're under the assumption that Aaron Rodgers would be playing in that game. We're not going to be changing the picks, but obviously Matt was assuming that Aaron Rodgers was going to be in that in that game. Uh, and I did have the Eagles still winning, so I have the Eagles through the first six games being undefeated at six and zero. Matt has them at five and one. So Matt and those last three there, the Commanders, Eagles, Eagles, Rams, Eagles, Jets. Uh, any any thoughts uh, or feedback you want to add as far as your predictions there? No, what's funny is if we take them through at a time, I can definitely still see the Eagles losing one of those games. Uh, I had them originally losing to the Jets because of A-Rod. I thought the Rams were going to be a shakier team than what they're proven to be. 
I knew the commanders were on the rise. And so I split those over the season, but um, three, one out of those games, I think could be a loss. I think the Eagles win the other two. I would, I would guess, um, you know, at the end, they're going to be five and one at the end of that. Okay. So, we'll so see. it may not That's be the Jets now. Right. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I mean, I, the one game to me that kind of sticks out here, I do obviously think that that Eagles-Jets game, even without Rodgers there, will still be a tough one, although do it, I'm winning. The one game that's, that's – and I mentioned this uh, when I went through the, the these predictions here the first time is the Rams because I really don't know what the make of the Rams. That was one probably one of my toughest predictions to make on this entire schedule. So I usually have like a feel about the game, at least like an initial gut feel. I had like I have nowhere to go with that Rams. I don't know what type of Rams team we'll be seeing. I don't know if they're going to be good again because they obviously have a decent roster, a really good head coach. Uh, it's games on the road, um, you know, and Cooper Cup will be back. I just don't know what to make of the Rams. So I really I'm not going to have a good feel about that game. Maybe even up to the game time. I don't even know, but a game will win um, just based on how bad they were last season. So, um, all right, so we'll go to the next grouping of games. Um, Dolphins, Eagles, Eagles, Commanders, and which is round two, and then the Eagles, Cowboys game before the bye week. Now, uh, Matt has the Eagles beating the Dolphins. I got the Eagles with their first loss of the season against the Dolphins. Uh, then the uh, Matt, Matt has the Eagles uh, losing the Commanders. That would be the game that's on the road. Uh, I have them beating the Commanders. And then the Cowboys-Eagles game, um, which are going to be super important this year, uh, we both have the Eagles winning that game. And the game that we will both be in attendance at. So, Matt, those three groupings there, Dolphins-Eagles, Eagles-Commanders, Cowboys-Eagles, uh, what are your thoughts? Well, I think the defensive line, again, is the key to beating the Dolphins. If they get pressure, they got a chance. If they touch Tua and knock him down, they got a chance. If not, that could be a very long game or disappointing game for Eagles fans. Um, but I'm going to bet on the Eagles defensive line and say that they get to Tua. Uh, Commanders, Eagles split in that, so whether they won earlier or lost earlier, this one will be the opposite. Okay. And then Eagles-Cowboys, I think Jalen Hurts is still waiting to beat that Prescott head-to-head, so I think the Eagles show up to that game. Um, it's at home, so uh, you know the loss of bigs, that's going to be a big impact for the Cowboys. But they, they have a good defense last year. They're not going to lose that much just because Diggs is gone, but he's their turnover machine. He is. So, yeah. you know, passing defense loss them, versus sure. turnovers yeah. uh, is, a, is a big step back for the Cowboys' D. So, Eagles win. Um, I have them winning all three of those games. Actually, you have them losing the Commanders game. Losing to the Commanders, that's the one in D.C. Okay, yep. Right. But you did say that, depending on what happens in game one between those two, that you may flip-flop that one. Basically, yeah. you have them splitting with the Commanders either way. Um all right. Well, I have them losing to the. Oh, I already. I think I already mentioned this. I. I, I mean, I, I definitely think the Dolphins are going to be a super hard matchup. Plus, again, that's another team, much like Tampa, that the Eagles just never seem to play well. It must be some of the Florida teams. Is even Jacksonville? Remember? I mean, we've been to a few Jacksonville games. Yeah. The Eagles seem to always get their butts handed to them, and they have to come back and rally even against the bad Jacksonville teams. So I don't know what it is about the state of Florida teams, but the Eagles just don't seem to play well against any of them. Um, and then I have them. Sweeping the Commanders this year, and um, and then I have them beating the Cowboys in that in that home 
in a home game. So then we come to the bye. Right now we have the um, the record stands at for me two, four, six, eight, and one at the bye, and you have them at seven and two at the bye. After the bye, actually, um, it's preceded by the Cowboys Eagles game before the bye. But then this is the part of the schedule that is just ridiculously hard. Um, the next three games, Eagles-Chiefs on the road, Bills-Eagles at home, 49ers-Eagles at home. Uh, you have them beating the Chiefs. I have them losing to the Chiefs. You have them losing to the Bills. I have them also losing to the Bills. And we both have them beating the 49ers. So your thoughts on those three games after the bye? Well, any distraction for the Chiefs is a good one. So I love Taylor Swift. I don't have any of her records, but I might start purchasing some because uh, I'm a fan. If she's dating Travis Kelsey, maybe she gets, maybe there's a distraction and the media's all over that before the Eagles play the Chiefs because Kelsey's still the thing that makes that Chiefs offense go. Yeah, The Bills, we'll find out what team they are, right? So preseason's almost over. And once we get into the first uh, week of October, we'll see if the Bills are going to clean up any of their sloppy football that they've been playing. Yeah. And so – that's a tough team if they play at full capacity. Uh, Eagles, Niners, I still think the Eagles are waiting to punch the Niners in the face again. 100%. I agree uh, with those analysis on all three of those games. I, I, even though I do have the Eagles losing to the Chiefs, that game could go either way. I, I, you know, I, I think the Eagles, it's just it's such a hard part of their schedule. Hopefully they're coming off a big win against the uh, Cowboys. Then there's the bye week. You know, you know how Andy Reid is, what his record is after the bye. I kind of factored that into my prediction. He just never loses. Um, so I have them losing that game. Bills, Eagles, we both have them losing. But which Bills team are we going to see there? I don't know. Josh Allen seems to have too much Brett Favre in him and not the good part of Brett Favre, that the gunslinging kind of careless football that uh, Favre had, especially towards the end of his career. Um and then the Eagles 49ers, exactly the way you said it. I just think the Eagles want to, you know, further prove that they're the better team. And the 49ers have done so much talking uh, after the Eagles spanked them in the playoffs last year, um, making all these excuses. Well, we didn't have a quarterback. Well, no, no, no. You did have your quarterback. And uh, but you guys failed to protect your quarterback. So that's not the Eagles' problem. Uh, but anyway, so we have um, – so I have them with uh, losing two out of those three games. And you have them losing um, one of those uh, three games there. So we both have them with identical records at this point in the season. Uh, that being, uh, let's see, that's nine and three for me and nine and three for you. Then the Eagles, in, in part of this ridiculously hard part of the schedule, then play the Cowboys again on the road. Then they play the Seahawks on the road. And then they play, uh, finally starts to get a little bit easier. And then they have the Giants. Uh, at home. So uh, we both have the Eagles splitting with the Cowboys and losing that game on the road. Uh, you have them beating the Seahawks somehow. Uh, <laughs> I hope that happens, but I have I'm, I'm yet to see it ever happen. Uh, so I have them losing to the Seahawks. In fact, that makes me have lose, having the Eagles in this portion of the schedule losing four out of five games. And then the Giants, uh, you have them losing to the Giants at home. And I have them winning that game. So here's those three. Eagles, Cowboys on the road. Eagles, Seahawks on the road. Giants, Eagles at home. Uh, you have them losing two out of three. The only win against the Seahawks. So talk about those real quick. Well, it's funny because the Giants, they can still be dangerous even though 
they are really struggling, it appears, right now. But um, Brian DeBull keeps them checked in throughout the season. That's always going to be a dangerous game late. Uh, the Seahawks, we're just we're due. We're due to have some sort of good game out on the West Coast, and we don't have to chase around Russell Wilson. That's true. He was an Eagles killer. Who was we undefeated against Gino. Never lost against the Eagles, by the way. No, it was so frustrating watching the Eagles just chase him all around <laughs> and watch them gas the defense. So, Gino, good good player, but not Russell Wilson. Yeah. So, we're going to get the win there. We split with the loss with the Cowboys. I think both those teams win our home games. Um, and like I said, Giants will still be dangerous, even if they have the world's worst record at that point. Okay. Uh, fair enough. Uh, I just – Again, I just think the Cowboys obviously are a good team, so the Eagles will split with them. Uh, until I see it, I'm never going to pick Eagle, the Eagles to beat the Seahawks. I have to see it. Um, and uh, Giants-Eagles, I do have them beating the Giants just because they, much like the Seahawks, uh, just in, in reverse fashion, the, the Giants just rarely beat the Eagles in the last, I don't know, five to eight years. Um, and then, last, uh, then the last game of the season, and I uh, probably should just group this with four instead of three. But anyway, um, the last final uh, game of the season is the easiest, or should be the easiest. It won't be as easy as a lot of these teams have with now because I would imagine that uh, their quarterback will be back, uh, Murray. But the Eagles finish the season at home against the Cardinals in a game that will probably be a must-win uh, because the only reason I'm saying that is the importance – and this is why that Cowboys game is going to be so key for the Eagles. Those two matchups is probably going to determine not only the division, but you think about it. Because you, you figure the 49ers, well, I don't even, I'm not even going to bring the 49ers into the picture. But the Eagles, whoever wins the NFC East, the only way you can have home field advantage and the only way you can have a first round buy is to win your division. And so – if you think about it, the Eagles could have a 12 and 5 record, right? And which by the way is is how we both Matt and I finish up the uh we get we get to that record in different ways, but we both have the Eagles at 12 and 5. Let's say the Eagles finish 12 and 5. The Cowboys could very easily finish 13 and 4. If that happens, right? The Eagles have the wild card, not the division. So what does that mean? Every one of their games Except maybe they might have home field with that first wild card game, but no, I don't think so because they play a division winner, don't they? So scratch that. Every one of the Eagles games, they would have to win on the road to get back to Super Bowl, and no bye week, and so that's how critical uh, those Eagles Cowboys games are. That is probably going to decide the division. Those two yeah. games. Yep, hugely important. Um... But, you know, the Eagles, they, they got a weak end of that schedule. They can easily – it's almost like two wins, possibly three wins at the end of the season there to recover from anything that they may have given up. I wonder what the Cowboys closed out. I don't know. Like I don't after that their... last Eagles game, I wonder who the Cowboys have to schedule for week, uh, what, 14, 15, 16, 17. I mean, I could pull it up real fast, but I really don't want to jeopardize screwing up the freaking show. Yep. <laughs> so I'm just going to yep. play it caution, and we'll talk about that maybe. Uh, you know, at a later time. But I mean, really, it just is—it's just amazing how f- important that game's going to be, or those two Eagles Cowboys games are, because they got to be looking at it the same way. They're like, we got to win this game against the Eagles because we don't want to take the 
you know, on the road route to the Super Bowl because we know how much more harder and difficult it is than not getting that first round by. And that wouldn't be guaranteed either, even if the Eagles win the division, because the 49ers could very well go like, you know, 15 and two. Who knows? I mean, they're, they're a really good team, and they have a much easier schedule than the Eagles and Cowboys do. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say much easier, but they have a, an easier one. Um, so uh, it's just, I mean, I tell you what, there's going to be so much hype between even more than normal. Those Eagles-Cowboys battles are going to determine, it could determine who's going to be an NFC representative because, I don't know, can you see the Eagles going on the road and winning three straight games to get back to Super Bowl? I mean, uh, I can see it, but it's going to be a hell of a harder than having those games at the link. That's for damn sure. Uh, and the same thing goes for the 49ers. So, all right, enough on that. So we're going to go through the, the fun part, and these are our predictions. And now that we got a couple of games underneath, these predictions might be like off to a good start or not. <laughs> but really quick, uh, Matt and I, I, I kind of do some, you know, who's going to lead in XYZ category, that, that type of thing. Uh, and uh, so really quick, we'll go, we'll go through these. Um, and then, you know, if you want to add a comment at the end, Matt, uh, feel free to do that. Uh, or, or do, as I'm going through the list, that's fine. Just, just jump in. Leader in sacks, Matt has Riddick, who currently has none, and I have Josh Sweat, who I think is tied for the league with like one and a half or something for the Eagles. Um, sacks for Jalen Carter, Matt's got seven. I got five. I think Matt's uh, got a better uh, shot at winning that one than me at this point because I think Carter's got like what he's got at least one sack right now. Yeah, uh, already, half, and he's been looking great. So uh, that wouldn't yeah. surprise me now if he gets to your number versus mine. Interceptions. Yeah. Matt has got uh, Sidney Brown, who we need to get on the field in order for Matt to get that one right. And same with my guy because yeah. I put Blankenship and he's been injured, so <laughs> we're not we're not doing well on that one right now. Uh, tackles for loss. Matt has Sweat. I got Reddick. I don't know who's leading right now on that one. Um, points per game for defense. Matt's got 13.9. I have 16.5. So I'm doing much better than you on that one right now. The Eagles are giving up a lot of points. Yeah. Uh, points per game on offense. Matt's got 24. I got 25.3. Uh, again, I haven't really done the math yet. I have no idea where they stand. Uh, rushing TDs. We both have Hertz, which right now I think he is leading. <laughs> he is winning that right now with his sneaks. Um, T- TDs for Brown. We both have 12, so he's got to get going. Um, Smith, you got nine. I got 10. So I'm uh, looking a little better right now because Smith, I think, has already got two, right? Yeah. Um, all right, passing yards for Hertz. We're both overshooting it right now, that's for sure. Yep, by a lot. <laughs> yeah. We haven't seen Dallas Goddard yet at all. Yeah, right? I haven't so. even got to the Goddard prediction. But right now, Hertz has really got to pick it up because we both – you got him at 4,001 yards, and I get him at 4,020 yards. He's nowhere close on a 4,000-yard pace right now. Uh, passing TDs for Hertz, same thing. We're way up. Um, you got 28, and I got 31. So you're looking much better on the uh, with the Wheel of Fortune uh, lowest bidder um, strategy there. Over-under, 700 yards rushing for Hertz. We both had under. We're both good there, I think, right now. Um, receiving yards and touchdowns for Goddard. I mean, you're definitely looking much better than me because you're at 864 receiving yards for the year, six touchdowns. I'm at 970 with eight touchdowns. 
I'm I'm almost about to wave the white flag on that one already. Three games in a season, or two games in a season. Uh, sacks given up by Jurgens. I don't even know if he's given up any sacks yet. I don't know. I, I haven't looked at that. I won't look at it until the end of the year. But you have two, and I have four. Um, more receptions, Gainwell or Swift? You have. We both have Gainwell. That one we may be wrong on too. I, I don't know. I still think Gainwell is probably a safe bet there. Um, yeah. Rough in the pass. Get some third down. Yeah. Once he's back and healthy. Yeah. Right. No matter how good Swift is doing. Right. Uh, plus he's the red zone guy too. I think he's going to re- remain the, the red zone guy. Um, rough in the passer penalties by Barnett. <laughs> you have three. <laughs> you got three, and I have two. And so far, I think he's got none. I don't think he has a penalty. He's been yet. pretty clean. Yeah. yeah, Barnett's been pretty clean. Yeah. So, I think we said or other stupid. Oh yes, or personal foul. Well, You're right. right. So, yeah. I did yeah, modify personal it. Foul. Right. <laughs> yeah. Personal foul. Yeah. 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 So any type of 15 yard penalty is, will qualify for that one. You have three. I got two. And right now he's he's at zero. He's being good. It's it's, it's season's young though. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, okay, and then you actually had first. The hell, I can't even read my own trick and scratch. Oh, first coach to be fired. You had Stepnowski for the Browns. I don't know if they were fired. Stefanski. No, they just lost their best player. Yeah, Stefanski. Uh, I think they're. What did I say? The wrong name? Did I pronounce it wrong? You said Stepnowski. It's uh, oh, Kevin Stefanski. Again, yeah, I can't read I, my. Yeah, I can't read my trick. As soon as Chubb got hurt. And Watson started shoving refs and pulling face vests. I'm like, oh, I'm a step towards my prediction being true. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because they had, and they upset. Uh, they had an upset in week one, so it wasn't looking too good that week. But now, after week two, now now it's looking it could happen. Yep, and they lost to the Steelers. Um, right. So it's it's like what things can go south in Cleveland so fast because all the money's committed to Sean Watson. They what a stupid him. acquisition. It's fully guaranteed. So the, the if they don't win, the coach leaves and they'll grab somebody that can work with yeah. Sean Watson. That, that was that, that was already a stupid, ridiculous move that they made signing him and giving all those picks away. Yeah. Now it looks even more dumb because like you said, you mentioned, you know, he he's a head case. I mean, he's he's face man. He did like two out of two or there was two plays as I was watching that game where he grabs the face mask and, like, throws the guy. And he, so he does it once on the sidelines. And then, like, the next series of downs, he does the same thing for a guy trying to tackle him. Grabs his face mask and throws him on the ground. I'm like, dude, it's just your quarterback doing this stuff. Personal fouls. Yeah. Uh, he's – yeah, he's he's a lost cause now. I mean, it was a once and promising start to a career, and then, you know, he's just threw it all away. Uh, okay. So, all right, enough of that. We're done with the predictions. Uh, let's get into some news around the league. You already kind of made reference to it when we talked about the Dallas game, and we already alluded to the, because uh, I don't think I mentioned it in my last podcast, the huge loss and really a devastating loss. I, mean, I feel more bad about probably any player being injured that's not an Eagle uh, than I can remember, and that's Nick Chubb going down, one of the most classiest guys and players in the league. Um and a great player, one of the top running backs in the NFL, going down to a brutal knee injury. Um, I feel bad for the guy. I really hope he, he, you know, he's able to come back. But this is going to be his second, same knee, second total reconstructive surgery, as he he uh, tore everything in in college at Georgia. So I mean, 
thoughts are out to Nick Chubb for a what's going to be a huge uh, ordeal to rehab from that really, um, really bad injury. It could be not only – it is season-ending, but it, this could be one that potentially uh, could end a, a young career, and that would be super sad. Hopefully that's not the case and he's able to come back. But, you know, again, going through two – reconstructive knee surgeries on the same knee as a running back who's like, I think he's 27. So he's not even going to play football until he's almost 29. Uh, just awful. I don't know if you have any thoughts, thoughts on the, on the Chubb injury. Uh, I, I think it's probably the end, you know, I don't know. Like the, the Browns are nowhere close to being a championship contender or Super Bowl team, which would be the only reason why if I were Chubb, I would be thinking about wanting to come back and play. I don't know. He's a great running back, but he's, you know, he reminds me of like Terrell Davis now, like just yeah, know, short career. used him for all he's worth. And then this horrible, horrible incident. I don't think there was anything unfair about the tackle. I mean, these guys can't aim for the head anymore. They got to go take a running back out low, right? You got to go low and stop. Especially a guy like him because he's a guy that will run you over. Yeah, he will. Yeah. yeah. Tackle him high. He's going to. I will say this, though. There are some Steeler fans that actually were not okay with that hit. Like, they thought it was a little bit, you know, uh, I don't know if I use the word dirty, but maybe uncalled for or, you know, shouldn't have made that tackle because his forward progress will stop. But, again, to to Mika Fitzpatrick's defense, a guy like Chubb, you never know he's down. He'll drag you if you don't tackle him, you know, so – you play hard until the whistle blows, right? Yeah, and it's then, a tough, you know, it's a tough call. I don't think he was trying to hurt him. Right as you're going, so. Yeah, it was just a just a bad injury, bad one to even witness on television. It was one of those, you know, uh, squeamish. Yeah, you know, it was bad when it happened. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, we wish him well. Hopefully, he gets a speedy recovery, and hopefully, he's out of pain. But that's that's gonna be a long PT way back. If yeah, you know, we, like you said, he's gonna be 28, 29 years old before he's playing another snap. Yeah, that's. I mean, I just feel bad for the guy, Trevon Diggs. Um, not that we never we never cheer injuries. I mean, we're just talking about right now how bad we feel about Chubb's going down, or Chubb going down. Uh, <laughs> just, just added an S, just made his last name sound kind of funny, Chubbs. Uh, but no, uh, Trevor Diggs. Um, news came out yesterday. Actually, you're the one that broke it to me, uh, sending me a text uh, yesterday, and I was like, oh my god, I couldn't believe it. Uh, yeah. Just in a, it just tells you how susceptible the ACL uh, ligament is. I mean, you could, you could really tear it just jogging or walking or slipping on ice. I mean, it's just, uh, it's one of those things where, you know, wrong angle, wrong time, wrong weight distribution, and there it goes. And uh, just in, in um, one-on-one practice yesterday at uh, Cowboys camp, they lost Trevon Diggs to a torn ACL. Uh, yeah. That's a big loss for the Cowboys. Apparently during the one-on-one drills, and you know when you twist something, you know if you just take like uh, you know a towel and you twist that towel, you can see how much how many inches it shrinks, right? So it's like right. when you're talking ACL tendons and twisting and stopping and starting and all that weight and torque going on that stuff, it doesn't take much to just make the ACL pop. Now the thing is with Diggs, the Dallas defense is still really good, yeah, but he is their turnover guy yes so he's the one that's going to intercept the ball run it all the way back score a touchdown so if they lose that kind of game breaker ability from their defense right. then that 
Yeah. That is a big deal. You, you're gonna there's momentum swings. There's points, of course, points swings. Yeah, he's a leader back there in the secondary the too. You know, in his young, even yeah. as young, he's uh, kind of become the leader that secondary. You know, you got Meek up front, and you got him in the back, and I tell you, they're lucky they picked up Gilmore now because they would be uh, super susceptible in the secondary if they, you know. But they still got a veteran back there and Gilmore, and like you said, their defense and the pass rush they get. You know, it's always going to improve the secondary. They work kind of hand in hand. You know, if you got a good secondary, it gives the defensive line a little more time to get to the quarterback. If you got a good defensive line, uh, it gives the uh, you know the cover guys um, less time that they need to cover. So um, then the Eagles, I mean, uh, the Cowboys obviously have a very good pass rush. So, but still a loss. I mean, like you said, he's not the greatest cover corner in the world. He's can be beat, but he is the ball hawk back there. So. Uh, that's a big loss for Dallas. And, um, you know, much like Chubbs, we hope that – or Chubb. <laughs> I don't know why I keep throwing an S on his name. Uh, much, much like Chubb, uh, probably because Diggs has an S on his name. Uh, we hope that Diggs uh, is able to uh, make a full recovery, but he's uh, out for the season. All right, so other news around the league. Uh, DeAndre Swift was the NFC Player of the Week. Obviously well-deserved. As he went off on the uh, Vikings, there. Exciting to see. Yeah, yeah. exciting to see. Swift. You know, I, I do hope that the Eagles. I don't. I'm not a fan of running back committees, right? So it's like if Swift is the guy, just let him dominate the carries this year. Bring in Gainwell. Bring in Penny to spell um, Swift. But if the dude can play, just let him keep playing. Let these uh, running backs get in a groove. I dude, I did love the fact that what looked like stale football once again, the Eagles were just like, all right, forget this, let's just run. And I forgot what it was. Was it eleven plays, something like that? I don't know. They had, yeah, they had like run after run after run after run, and I'm like, good teams historically have always been able to just press their yeah foot down and go. Yeah, that's, um, that's I talked exactly about that in my last podcast, and I 100% agree with you. I do think. I didn't really talk so much about giving making Swift the number one guy, but I did say that, you know, because I've been very critical of Brian Johnson so far this year. I think he's been a horrible play caller. However, I have to give him credit at the same time because he, he just was like, you know what? Nothing's working right now. we got to figure out what the heck's going on with the passing game. Till then, we're going to run the damn ball down your throats. And so at least he made that adjustment. Uh, so I have to give him credit for that. But, but damn, I am not happy with his uh, – especially – with his um, with his uh, Hertz keepers, I'm just I'm so tired of the Hertz keeper. I'm, I I I don't know what the, you guys want to get your quarterback killed. First of all, it's not working. Obviously, defenses went to town on this offseason. They're not going to let Hertz run all over the place. They clearly are ready for him now, and the, those plays are going nowhere. So stop calling it. You just yeah. hand the ball off to Swift or hand it off to somebody. Or get some screen passes going. Yeah, like just use yeah. the screen. Use the Goddard screen. Use the running back screen. You got running backs that can catch. All of them can catch the ball. Yeah, so. yeah. And I, I'm 100% agree with you on, you know, making Swift the number one guy. I mean, he, he proved he could do it. Uh, it was a great homecoming game. I loved what I saw. And I use this, and I don't use this lightly, but my last podcast, I mean, I'm not saying he's as good as LaShawn McCoy. I'm not. He's He's got a long ways to go before you put him in that category. However, he's got that type of um, uh, quick burst when he and quick cutting when he sees a hole, like when he's yep. especially when he's running on the perimeter. 
and like his touchdown run, that touchdown run that he had reminded me of a show, of a LaShawn McCoy touchdown run. That's exactly yeah, the style that McCoy ran with. And I was like, whoa, I, I didn't even see that. Swift. Not that they paid a lot of attention to him in Detroit. But when I saw him make that cut especially, and of course he ran really well the whole game, but on that one play, I had a flash of LaShawn McCoy. Yeah, he's he's able to find those small creases and yeah. just go. Yeah. Go. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, like like you, I hope that the, that they commit. And of course, you know, sometimes I'm just Sirianni just wears me out with his gamesmanship about. Well, I'm not going to give any competitive, and we're going to remain being a committee. I'm like, dude, just give Swift the ball, and maybe he's going to do that. But he just he just doesn't. I mean, I know what you. I know what side you come with the media, and you don't even blame coaches for not telling them anything. But I'm like, I'd rather just not say anything. Just don't say anything. Don't, but don't like play us for fools either, you know? Because he just is like, no, we're gonna stick with the committee. I'm like, dude, if you do that, it's just dumb. I mean, right now, Swift is clearly should be the number one guy. Um, other news around the, especially with Eagles, is uh, they re-signed Carryon Johnson, so they let him go. They released him. Uh, before the season started, he didn't make yeah. the 53, but they have now brought him back to the practice squad, which I think is good because he's at least a good special teamer. Um, yep. And and uh, so, if nothing else, you'd like to have those special teams guys out there. Uh, and then they signed, we have a new punter, which I don't think any of us are drying our eyes <laughs> over because I don't think any of us were big Sipos fans. But uh, but we have Braden uh, Mann is now our new punter. Um, and I actually doing my due diligence for this podcast. I actually did some research and, uh, watched some highlights of a punter, believe it or not. So I went back just so I could speak about this guy at least halfway intelligently because I really had no idea other than he was a punter, but I did go back and, and he's from Texas A&M. I saw some of his college highlights and saw some of his punting, uh, with the, uh, jets good and bad. Cause I don't want to just look at the good stuff. He had, they actually, he actually had a 20 yard punt with the Jets. And I'm like, well, hopefully he doesn't do too many of those. Now, a lot of his punts, though, of course, that I watched were like 55, 60 yarders. So this guy does have a leg, um, which is good because that's something Sipos did not have. Um, so wish this guy well. I don't know much more about him than to say that. I don't know if you have any comments on Braden Mann or Sipos departing, um, but we have a new punter. No, I, you know <clears> – <throat> What a weird season Sipos has had. He's like, he's up from the practice squad, he's down. He's up, he's down. He's up right before game day, and then he's down. Like, it's, I guess, how he's manipulating this roster to make up the other thing. So it's like, I wonder if Man is going to have the same. He might. I think it's roster positioning like more down. than he else. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so neat. I thought for sure, though, we'll see what happens. You know, the Eagles. I think the Browns signed Kareem Hunt, right? So they did. They're, gonna, they're not going to miss a step there. They'll get Kareem Hunt back in the draw. But, but I still think that the Eagles are hanging on to Penny and Swift, and would you know Swift after his huge game, maybe not, maybe not trade him now. But I still think they might be getting rid of Penny. Penny is it's really team, puzzling what's going on. Yeah, with some him. team that might need a running back. Yeah, uh, if they if they sustain an injury, might be. I think the Eagles. I think Howie moves one of those guys before the. It almost makes you wonder about Penny. Is like, did they just get him as trade bait because they are not using him at all? Like they didn't even suit him up in game one, and they only suited him up uh, against the Vikings because game one was down. So I mean, he's like, he's he's not even a factor right now in the Eagles' offensive uh, game plan or mindset or anything right now. Yeah. 
And the, the Vikings just traded for a running back as well. Um, right. For Cam Akers. So, I, you know, I, I thought for sure Penny would be one of those guys. But I haven't heard any rumors, haven't read anything about Penny being on the move. But if another team needs a running back before the trade deadline, I think that's where Penny how I think it's stashed. Well, I mean, at this point, why hold on to him? I mean, he's just, he's just, yeah. you know, you almost feel bad yeah, for Penny. So. Penny signed over here to be, you know, potential yeah. number one guy here, and he's got, he can't be happy. I mean, no. there's no way Penny can be happy right now with while he's being used. Um, all right, what else? Uh, one of that. Okay, injuries. Oh, I can't even. I had him up before, but um, shoot. Uh, let me see if I can get them back up here really quick. We're going to talk about the injuries. The Eagles have a long list of injuries uh, for this game. And uh, I don't think Tampa Bay really had that many. Uh, although their big defensive tackle was on their injury list. That guy is really good. Uh, Via, is that his name? Yeah. Via Via. Oh, I need you guys. Yeah, Via, uh, you know, for Eagles injuries, though, they, they handled their business last week pretty well with a big thing up roster as well. So I still want to see Sidney Brown get on the field more. Me too. Like even when they were talking about slot guys, I'm like, let Brown play the slot just for a bit. He's, he's quick. Yeah. And he's big. Yeah. Um, but maybe he just doesn't have any experience playing there. But uh, I think as long as the Eagles are healthy on the defensive line, that's what's going to control this game. Um, they might get burned once or twice. But I think Baker's got a turnover or two in him, and as long as the Eagles can keep pressure on them, I don't. You know, the run game from Tampa doesn't doesn't now, really put any back, fear uh, in me at all. Martin, Rashad White, White, right? Rashad White is their running back, and I, they just you know the Eagles can shut down pretty much any running game. Right yeah, now. I'm not the way so, that the way that Jordan Davis play right now because I said he was going to be the key to the running game. And he's been a beast. Yeah, I mean, he is. He's a beast. Push. He's actually showing pass rushing ability, which is not was not his real forte. But the fact that he's – I mean, I uh, I didn't send it to you. I was thinking about doing it, but there was um, some guy who – maybe I did send it to you. I think I did. Maybe I did. I can't remember. But anyway, I was watching some videos of some guy who just, like, breaks down analysis of the lines. And he was showing Jordan Davis and what he's been doing. Um, and he's just, he's just taking guys and shoving them back all the way into the quarterback. And he's also showing pass rushing type moves that he was not yeah. – Showing it all, even in college. Um, that one hit he got in Cousins last week was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Almost got him for the sack. Right, yeah. Um, so, real quick here, I just want to go over to the uh, injuries for the game. So, the Buccaneers, they got uh, Carlton Davis, their cornerback, limited practice this week. Uh, uh, okay, yeah. This guy's got a weird name. Sir Voca Dennis, linebacker. Hamstring. He did not practice this week, so he's. Uh, they don't have the, the distinguished because this is as of Thursday, so I don't even have the update today. We have a better idea because it's a Monday night game. The we we don't get a real status as far as what they're looking like for the game time until later today, so I won't have that for this podcast. Um, but these are guys at least to look out for for um, for their uh, availability there Monday night. Kayla Cansey is their defensive lineman. He's got a calf issue. Didn't. He doesn't practice this week. Ryan Neal, their safety. I'm not familiar with that guy. He's a hard hitter. Uh, he's got a rib and knee issue. He's limited uh, practice this week. And then Vita Vea, uh, their uh, outstanding nose tackle, has got a pec injury. 
Uh, he has been limited in practice. But as far as I know, he's um, destined to play. For the Eagles, you got Reed Blankenship, uh, Ribs, and again, we'll get updates on these guys later today. So um, limited participation. I expect Reed to probably be back and ready to go. Bradbury, uh, concussion. I think he actually returned. Yeah, he's been limiting in, um, in practice so far. He still has to clear concussion protocol. I would assume that that's going to happen here and momentarily. Fletcher Cox, ribs, limited participation. Uh, he'll he'll definitely play. Uh, Zach Cunningham, line, uh, ribs. For some reason, the Eagles have a ton of rib injuries. Uh, limited participation. I think he's been, yeah, Jordan Davis is actually on the list uh, with an ankle issue. Uh, he's been limited this week. Uh, Terrell Edmonds has been, uh, I guess he's sick with something. He didn't practice yesterday, but I'm sure he'll be fine by game time. Gainwell, ribs. Uh, he's been practicing, but limited. Byron Scott or Boston Scott uh, concussion. Uh, I would imagine he'll clear that by this week, but we'll see. He hasn't practiced yet. Devontae Smith appeared. This is probably the biggest one. He appeared just yesterday on the list with a hamstring and thigh issue. Uh, limited participation, so keep an eye on that. I, I think he'll be fine, but uh, he did just first appear just yesterday on the list. Jack Stoll, ankle, limited participation. Josh Sweat, toe. Limited participation, and Quez Watkins has been battling the hamstring the whole year so far, and he has not practiced. So we may not see uh, Watkins. That wouldn't surprise me if he's out uh, again on Monday. But uh, that's the injury list. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's wrap the show up by digging into the game. Uh, we already know that we both, uh, if we stick to our original predictions, expect the Eagles to win this game. But this is the actual prediction, not the preseason prediction. So. Uh, Matt, your thoughts there on the uh, uh, on the Buccaneers game here on Monday night? So I think here's what I think. I think the Buccaneers were smart by grabbing Baker Mayfield on the cheap, and May- Mayfield is a good player. He's a tough competitor. He's free from the Browns. He's playing good football with the Bucks because he has a team around him. I think though that you can get in his face and pressure him and get get bad Baker to show up. So, again, it's the Eagles defense. I like the way that Slay matches up against Evans, even though Evans is a beast. So if we can just hold Evans to one touchdown at the most, we'll be all right there. But yeah. I think maybe Slay gets a pick as well. If Bradbury plays, um, that will take care of Godwin. And then in the slot, though, um, I forgot who the third guy is. He just caught a touchdown last week. But um, that'll be the, the difficult matchup is who – who are we going to have to fill in Avante Maddox's shoes? Um, and I would like to see Sidney Brown see the field this week. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. As far as the Eagles go, if they get in trouble, just mash that freaking football. You know, go back to what you did. It might be a little tougher this week, though, with uh, with that Tua guy there. Yeah. Own, oh, he's a own the clock. If the, if the Eagles have the ball and dominate that time of possession, that's such a – I love it when the Eagles do that. You know, it reminds me of what the Giants used to do with us with Parcells. Yeah. We could never get the friggin' ball. And He's run Rodney Hampton or, or Tiki Barber or Joe Morris or any yeah. guys, you know, back in the Giants. Game. So they won. I call them two of them. I'm talking about Vita, uh, Vita, 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 Vita. Yeah. Yeah. Big Polynesian dude. Strong guys. Yeah. I want to see Goddard get involved, though. Let's see. Yeah, let's, let's see, see some 60, Goddard. My God, yes. 60-plus yards and a touchdown catch would be nice for Goddard. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, Tampa's got good defense. I, I, this game worries me. It worried me when I gave my 
pre-season pre prediction. Uh, it worries me even more now that they're 2-0. and So there's got a little momentum down there, a little juice in Tampa, and the Eagles don't play well usually down there. I'll say this. I think Eagles will win mainly because they haven't been playing. I mean, this is – I'm kind of doing a reverse psychology thing. I think because the Eagles have not been getting going on offense, other than the rushing game, that they have been really focused in on trying to get this offense going. And maybe this is a game that even though it's against good defense, that they finally just are like, you know, get going, I guess. Uh, because I'm kind of banking on that because this game, it would not surprise me at all if the Eagles lose this game. I would not be surprised. I hope they don't because they need to win these games. We talked about how tough their schedule is coming up. They can't afford to stumble their toe here. But uh, I would not be surprised if if this is a close game and the Eagles somehow, you know, don't don't come away with, with a W here. Uh, but I do think that the Eagles will get their passing game going. Um, uh, what's, who's their uh, head coach or defensive coordinator? Bowles? Bowles? Tom Bowles, head coach, yeah. Head coach, he right. And he, he likes to send the uh, – he's an aggressive defensive-minded coach, so he will, you know – I'm sure he's got a plan to hurt to slow this team down. He he likes to blitz and he likes to put pressure on the quarterback. Um, I just don't believe in Tampa's offense. I mean, I, that's why I think the Eagles will win this game. Even if they do struggle again, I see him winning like a kind of a low-scoring game. Like this game wouldn't surprise me if it's something like I don't know, uh, twenty to sixteen or something like that. Like uh, I kind of see a low twenties type of score, um, something like that. You know, that's that's kind of. My, my take on it. So do you have the Eagles winning this game, Matt? And if you do, what's your final prediction? What's your final score? I think it's I think it's going to be low scoring, like maybe 27-23. 27-23 Eagles? Eagles. We'll go Eagles. Okay. Since I said they would win earlier. But I, it, this could go anyway. Yeah, it should be a great game, though. I totally expect this to be a really good game. Yeah, I think it'll be a close game, too. I think this will be a close game. The Eagles might even trail in this game. Uh, wouldn't surprise me. I'm going to go – I'm going to keep it a little bit lower. I'm going to go – I think I might do what I said, 20 you know, twenty to 16 Eagles, something like that. Uh, we'll see. I mean, again, it wouldn't surprise me if it's 20 to 16 Tampa, but hopefully the Eagles can uh, pull this one out, and then we go on to uh, the Commanders. Uh, week four in the first NFC East matchup of the year. Um, yeah. Any final thoughts before we uh, close this one out? No, other than I think I called Zach Wilson, Kyle Wilson for the Jets. <laughs> Wasn't so, he uh, just a clerical error? Yeah. Zach Wilson. Yeah. Um, that's it. Let's right. go birds. Let's go birds. Let's uh, let's do it. I'm going to throw out the. Uh, the show email so you can uh, let us know your thoughts on the Eagles Tampa Bay game and early thoughts on the season. That email address is petwgp at gmail.com. Uh, one way to communicate with the show. Otherwise, Matt, thanks again as always for jumping on and joining the program. It's always great to get your insight and participation. And uh, yeah, we got a Monday night battle coming up against the Buccaneers. And the game that really the Eagles need to win to keep this uh, to win these games that really they need to early part of the season. So 
Matt, thanks again for joining us. We'll have you on again, I'm sure, uh, down the road. And until next time, thank you again for tuning in to Fellow Eagles Talk with Jeff. We'll catch you later. Go Eagles, go Birds, fly Eagles fly, and all that. See you later.